Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. The sleep of reason gives birth to monsters. Hi, my name's Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic wasteland, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1960s to today. Check us out at reallyawfulmovies.com. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode one, your hunter from the future. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Mm. Very well. All right, man. Looking forward to discussing your hunter from the future. Indeed. Uh, directed by uh, Anthony M. Dawson, which is actually the uh, anglicized pseudonym of uh, Antonio Margaret, Mar- hold Margaretti. Margaretti, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> as was referenced in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Uh, Antonio Margaretti. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's a common practice with uh, Italian movies where they, when they're released um, in North America, for some reason it's unpalatable for uh, North American audiences to watch a movie directed by an Antonio. So we get Anthony M. Dawson. It's like um, Lucio Fulci became Louis Fuller. Uh, Luigi Cozzi became uh, Louis Coates. So yeah, Your Hunter for Future from 1983, <laughs> directed by Antonio, say it. Margaretti. Margaretti and starring? Starring the inimitable, because no one tries. <laughs> Reb Brown. Reb Brown. And not many people know this, but Reb Brown, in addition to starring in Your and Strike... Commando. Strike Commando, yes. Yes, which is something that we uh, had reviewed on our site. Uh, Reb Brown was also the very first Captain America. So, I mean, for and those... Yet, I guess one could say his... <laughs> I don't want to say fizzled out, but it... Okay, <laughs> sputtered. I'll say sputtered instead. His career sputtered and fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, so, I mean, obviously he's not in the Avengers, right? But, I mean, yeah, no, in 1979 they made a television movie. Uh, two of them, in fact. In fact, the second one starred... Uh, Christopher Lee as Miguel, a Hispanic villain. Naturally. Yeah. Where when you think <laughs> Spanish villains, you think Christopher Lee. Of course. Um, where Red Brown played Captain America. And uh, despite having uh, the charisma of Melba Toast, he was, you know, um, Marvel's premier superhero. Of course, the uh, the TV movies didn't do very well. And uh, Red Brown continued in a pretty, I would say... Um, Less than an illustrious vein. I would say so. Uh, in this film where he's sporting like a newscaster blonde bob wig <laughs> yeah to me it almost looks more like a he-man haircut but yeah that too and uh, don't joan for, rivers don't forget his wardrobe consisting of a loincloth and nothing else throughout the entire <laughs> duration which was not exactly appreciated when they shot from low angles okay yeah but uh hey you know um oh and the club so he has basically red brown with the uh joan rivers hairstyle joan rivers hairstyle uh the loincloth yeah i guess we should say by way of introduction that this movie was sort of a throwback to one of these uh, prehistoric uh, epics where where the um, cast would be armed with clubs and wearing sort of Ugg boots and traipsing around as if it was, you know, several thousand years BC and humans coexisting with dinosaurs, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, uh, Flintstone style. Yep, yep. So, and speaking of which, uh, how about that first dinosaur? That first dinosaur, um, I would say, well... Yeah, not this is pre CGI oh, yeah, <laughs> by, by decades. <laughs> a lot of a lot of heartfelt uh, effort went into this uh, paper mache dinosaur. 
who got clubbed to death by Yor and the rest of the uh, the cavemen. Um, actually, it was kind of funny because I've one of the thing I noticed is that every caveman in Yor's village seemed to look like uh, George Harrison circa Abbey Road, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Kenny Loggins. They all have that sort of like uh, yeah swarthy kind of look. That seventies uh, politically suit. correct yeah, yeah, term. Yeah. Um, I guess we should mention that this uh, this movie was filmed in Turkey. In Turkey, yep. And mm-hmm. um, in a desert, and this was a I guess a popular locale at the time to go shoot at because it cost peanuts to go shoot there, and mm-hmm. numerous films were lensed in this in this area, mostly ripoffs of mainstream films. Um, actually, I, you know, I think we'd be quite remiss before we begin discussing uh, your proper, but uh, how about that theme song? Theme song? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, inexplicable. I mean, inexplicable is, uh, is definitely the word. Actually, we might play, uh, I think we'll play a clip uh, for our listeners, but um, as we do, uh, see if you can decipher any of the lyrics. I mean, basically, what you just heard was uh, a little piece of the theme song, and from uh, my, I was able to make out "You're so you're the manza" or something like that. I don't know. I mean, it's basically a completely indecipherable theme song. But hey, you know, it gets us going, and it's it's kind of it's quite the toe tapper, I'd say. Um, so yeah. So anyway, the so your begins, and uh, we meet our hero. He's in his village, and he's got his uh, Kenny Loggins esque uh, cavemen. And uh, they're attacked uh, by this paper mache dinosaur and club it to death in quite the... Uh... And also, we should mention a miniature dinosaur, too. It's oh, a yeah. stegosaurus right, that's right, right. clearly affixed to the top of a dog mm-hmm. that's running around and uh, altogether all <laughs> completely unconvincing, but, mm-hmm. you know, got to hand it to them. And that dog, I hope I he was paid scale. Come to think of it, he was not a... Uh, he was not a resident of the village. He kind of came in from out of nowhere. He came in from out of nowhere. And where could he have come from? Where could he have come from? Your hunter from the future. Oh, there you go. There you spoil the ending right there. But anyway. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> He's from the future. From the future. Wearing Don't a loincloth. Don't let his caveman loincloth digs fool yes, you. Yeah, He's exactly. from the future. <laughs> so he rescues... Um, a damsel, the, I guess. A damsel. Uh, Kala, I believe her Kala. name was. Kala. Um, and he destroys... Oh, and, and, and one thing about Kala, she seemed quite uh, smitten by you right off the bat. It's undoubtedly, you know, ladies' man material right there. One line that uh, springs to mind is uh, Kala talking to, what was it, Peg, I believe? Peg. Peg, played <laughs> by, uh, by John Steiner, the minimal John Steiner. Why is your unlike other men? That's just one of those questions for it's, the ages, it's, I guess. It is. So, uh, anyway, so why is your unlike other men? 
So Yor saves a village from the uh, from the Stegosaurus uh, attack, and uh, next thing you know, we're basically it's like a celebration in um, like like a Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks. I mean, <laughs> I expect to see C three PO on a on a throne, you know. Um, and uh, and when after that, what was that sort of led into the quest? The quest, and mm. what a quest indeed! It's uh, like that show of finding your roots. Uh, in this case, I guess literally, because his roots are blonde in that fake wig. But uh, <laughs> Yor is looking for his roots, and um, he's obviously a blonde member of this prehistoric tribe, all of whom are swarthy Turkish extra types uh, mm -hmm. slash Italians. Mm -hmm. yep. So he has to try and find out um, how well his genesis, basically, and mm -hmm. that is all derived from this magical pendant or amulet right he's wearing right, around the amulet, his neck the amulet and the amulet and this holds the key to his um, odd origins yep so basically we have your kala and pag uh <laughs> basically traipsing throughout turkey um <laughs> in uh, in their famous uh, their uh finest caveman finery and uh, there was one line i really liked where um your said uh quite quite adamantly i don't recognize your laws They're like we have to do this and that's the law yeah, it prompts the question, what kind of laws would some sort of prehistoric, pre-literate society have? But yeah, I don't know, was it Code of Hammurabi? Uh, <laughs> it might have been. Maybe, maybe so. But I wouldn't anyways. associate these guys with that yeah. lot. Uh, so, of course, uh, Kala being your uh, you know, um, t typical damsel in distress, uh, needed to be rescued many times. Leading to one of my favorite scenes, which was your flying on a pterodactyl. Yeah. A very cheesy looking pterodactyl. <laughs> to the your theme. Yeah, I don't know if that, I guess if for lack of a better term, it must have been a pterodactyl as it seemed rather obese to be a, one of the more streamlined uh, aerodynamic pterodactyls with which I'm familiar, but it seemed rather, <laughs> rather stocky. Either but, way, uh, Yor grabbed uh, the pterodactyl and swooped in to save the day. Swooped in to save the day. To save Kala. Yeah. And uh, as uh, Yor is continuing his quest, um, he comes across uh, another comely uh, young lass a comely blonde uh, who looks very similar to him yes uh, that they could be cousins but forget that bit because there's an instant romantic attraction between the two although there was some hostility too I initially but yeah don't underestimate the man with the muscles oh yeah well you is quite the ladies man and uh although i mean uh she did have um some protectors who kind of reminded me of uh the famous, I would say, Yetis, but let's say Yeti from yeah. WCW. <laughs> a bunch of mummy-esque creatures wrapped in uh, toilet paper. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically, I mean... A love triangle set up. A love triangle between Kala and... Uh, and this Game of Thrones um, sort princess. of knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde princess. And um, I believe the question was raised that uh, York could take more than one wife. Uh, indeed. Lucky him. Lucky him. Um, <laughs> but alas, it was not to be, because the Game of Thrones has princess. What happened to her? Uh, alas, these things do not end well. Yes, she married Demise. And another thing I, I found kind of uh, interesting is that if you notice her funeral pyre... I did not. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the funeral, it was the exact Stonehenge replica from This Is Spinal Tap. Wow. It was like a mini Stonehenge wasn't made out of uh, styrofoam mm. it was real rock but i mean that was pretty interesting as well and uh and then uh, the quest continues i mean um your kala pag once again looking for yours roots your hunter from the future 
Now, should we give away the denouement, or do you think we should let uh, viewers see this for themselves? Yeah. Because there is a, a futuristic tie-in. Mm -hmm. I guess yep. we'll delve into it very briefly we without will. spoiling it. We will, we will. Uh, before that, I do want to mention certain things, like yours, Flaming Sword of Doom. That was pretty interesting. And, and also, <laughs> I would say, numerous people falling to their deaths. Flame. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um... More so than being succumbing to the sword of doom. Yep. <laughs> yep. I also the another funny scene to me was when um, you're earlier in the movie when he did kill the uh, the initial Stegosaurus. Quote marks surrounding the <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he asked Kala to to drink the blood because drinking the blood of your would turn you into a fighting prowess of a Stegosaurus. Exactly. Well, that, yeah. I mean, so you would assume. If I'm not respect, and if I'm not mistaken, is a vegetarian dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, but then at one point, they're actually, they find a, a body of water, and your uh, yells out, Kalad, do not drink that water. It's salty. Yes. So in other words, he encourages you to drink the blood of a, uh, of a, uh, you know, Creature. Creature, creature, but uh, forget uh, salty water. Oh, and then, oh yeah, so okay, so let's, um, let's, I guess, I think we should spoil the movie just a little bit. What do you just think? Just a little bit? Yeah, because it does take a weird turn, turn I would turn. say, because again, this is your hunter from the future, mm -hmm. and we're in the prehistoric time, so where's the future come in? Um, yeah, so there's, there's a whole, there, there, there comes a point where Yor comes across um, a different race of people. Um, in fact, I believe he was rescued by somebody that was a dead ringer from, uh, of uh, Legolas from Lord of the Rings, and as it turns out, these are Yor's people, and they are people from... The future. They're people from the future. And um, and their technology uh, far surpasses the clubs and the spears and the arrows of, of his uh, immediate companions. Yeah, now we're getting to ray gun territory and so and We're on. getting to Star Trek territory. Yeah, well, Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> a Star Wars ripoff, I'd say. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. yeah, the bargain basement uh, stormtroopers, but we this go time in black. Harryhausen to Star Trek to Star Wars yep. to Planet of the Apes. It's yep. a... It's a hodgepodge of sci-fi <laughs> rip-off material. And don't forget the talking box. Remember no, the talking box? I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> okay, well, I, that, was, that was another line I really liked. When, when Reb Brown, ever so, uh, you know, in an Academy Award-winning... Emphatically, uh, yeah. Emphatically, you know, damn talking box! Damn those uh, talking boxes. You know, well, you know, talking boxes are never good news. Yeah, it almost took a, it almost took a Doctor Who as well. There was something yep. very bizarre about it. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, your is... All of a sudden, kidnapped in this sort of futuristic uh, spaceship, would you call it? Yeah. And he's uh, strapped to a strapped to a table. At which point, I thought it would, they would go all James Bond and threaten him with a laser between that the legs. Been, yeah, that would which be interesting. Is, 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 that's what they were setting up. And uh, he figure he finds out who he is. Indeed. Yep. And um, we should probably leave it there. I would say so, because we don't want to spoil it too much. We don't for want our to listeners. spoil it. Uh, let's go to our um, five point rating system. Oh my god. Uh, One point being a must miss, five points being an absolute classic, and three being some has something to commend it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would have to give your. Uh, a three and a half. I would give it a three and a half. Solid three um, and a half. It was. Uh, I mean, there, there were there were moments that were. I mean, okay, let's put it this way. Your is a bad movie. There's no doubt about it. There's, but it's a fun bad movie. Your there, is is it's 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 hilarious. There are Darth Vader helmets. Darth Vader helmets. There's um, <laughs> Planet of the Ape type creatures. Planet of the Apes is even a Ming the Merciless type character. <laughs> Actually, wait, that was John Steiner. It wasn't Pag. It was the the anyway the Overlord. But yeah, who cares? Maybe IMDb. Little, yeah, IMDb. It. Yeah, and you'll know, figure it out. But anyhow. There were some slow moments, though. There were some slow moments. 
However, um, every time there was some uh, slow moments, um, well, you got three to two red, brown, and loincloth. However, the one thing that also sort of disappointed me, and why I'm uh, leaving it at three and a half, is because you get the sense that filmmakers are really angry for that PG-13 rating. Mm -hmm. um, Hence the lack of nudity. Lack of nudity. I mean, there were there was you know your odd um, you know scantily clad cave woman, but there was no. I mean, the closest we got to the nudity was, like I said, the low-angle shots of her brown, which was not exactly appreciated. But whatever, you know. Uh, so yeah, three and a half uh, for me. What do you What do you think, Chris? Sounds about right. Yeah. Be sure. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. So let. Uh, what, what What did you learn from uh, your Hunter from the Future? I learned that um, you can attach a Stegosaurus costume to a small dog and pass it off as an actual dinosaur, with no one being the wiser. Well. 99% of people being the wiser, <laughs> okay. but other than that, that's, that's what I learned, and I learned that Red Brown, yeah, it's good that he still, he was, he just kept working, you gotta hand it to him for that. Yeah, no, Red Brown. So I mean, after an auspicious beginning, he was relegated to sort of B-movie icon status, mm -hmm. fair enough, He's he'll be remembered. Hey, his name is Reb. His name's I mean, Reb. How can you not become a, a star of some sort when your name is Reb? No. Um, what else? Anything else? That pretty much covers it. Well, I learned that you can never, ever trust talking boxes. No. Um, that's one thing. I learned that... Uh, well, no, maybe I shouldn't say this one because, uh, you know, it's cause we don't want to get too... Uh, you learned that you can be quite overtly masculine and tough with a Joan Rivers ball. That, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, and I learned that uh, basically cave people look like... Uh, Kenny Loggins. I mean, I guess I was said before, but um, yeah, no, I mean. A little bit of George Carlin thrown in too. Sure, yep. Yeah. Before we go, we should also say that um, Antonio Margaretti, mm -hmm. or Anthony Dawson, if you will. Give the guy credit, whatever. We directed call him. Uh, another film that mm -hmm. we um, we uh, reviewed called uh, Cannibal Apocalypse. Yes. Starring uh, John Saxon. Yes. And from uh, Enter the Dragon. Yes. Um, so and check of course, out our Lamb website. Elm Street as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you want to read up on that one, that's uh, that was up on the website. Uh, www.reallyawfulmovies.com Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.